0: Today on Drawing Near, we get a glimpse of what creation will look like after the thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth and the final judgment. There are many events that must take place before God makes all things new. But embrace the peace that comes from knowing God will make all things new. Now open your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 21, and join us for A New Heaven. Before we begin our study today, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the peace that comes from knowing that you rule and reign, that you are sovereign over all creation. Father, it is mind boggling to consider just how much you know of all of the details of your creation. You are in total control, and I praise you for that. It gives us peace. It gives us joy and comfort in knowing that you rule and reign. Father, we struggle when we consider the judgment that must come to pass. All the sinners who are judged, all the loss of life, all the devastation, and yet we know this is not your doing. We have sinned. We have fallen short of your glory. And in your righteousness, in your justness, you must punish sin. But Father, we thank you for your grace that over and over extends the gospel and an opportunity for salvation to all. And Father, we thank you that one day all things will be made new and these things will be passed. Until then, give us the strength that we need. Give us the faith that we need to continue to trust in you and to walk before you in the Spirit. Guide us in our study today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 1, we read these words Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. God's judgment is now complete. The dragon, Satan, the Antichrist, the false prophet, all those small and great whose names are not written in the book of life have been judged and condemned even the heavens and the earth have been condemned we often forget that the heavens and the earth that we experience today have been contaminated by our sin and when god makes all things new he creates a new heaven and a new earth because the first heaven and the first earth have passed away in second peter chapter 3 we get a glimpse of this judgment of the heavens and the earth we're told in verse 3 of second peter chapter 3 Knowing this, first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water and by water through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. But by his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness. But is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but all come to repentance. Now listen to verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat. But according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, spotless and blameless, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. Peter, in this passage, warns his readers of the judgment that is to come, which will include the heavens and the earth being judged and passing away. As he tells them about this destruction that is to come, he is reminding them of the promise of God that those who are saved, those who embrace the gospel and are found in peace, spotless and blameless before God through faith in Jesus Christ, they will see a new heaven and a new earth. When we jump ahead to Revelation chapter 21, the judgment that Peter warned about has taken place. And now the new heavens and the new earth are being ushered in. We live today under Peter's warning. We are looking forward to the new heaven and the new earth. But when we look at Revelation chapter 21, we see through John's prophetic vision, this new heaven and this new earth come into being. In Revelation 21, verse 1, it should be noted that John says there will be no more sea. I don't know the significance of that. In Peter, we saw that the earth was made from water, but there will be no more sea. In verse 2, we read, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The new Jerusalem, the holy city, will be described in the verses that follow. But here John sees the new heaven and the new earth, and then it seems like the centerpiece of all of this new creation is the new Jerusalem. On the new earth, the new Jerusalem doesn't go through a developmental period. It comes down already fully prepared by God, and it is prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Considering this, we think of the marriage supper of the Lamb, we think of the Bride of Christ, as we see this event described. The new Jerusalem is the centerpiece of the new earth. We're told in verse 3, And I heard a loud voice from heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them, And be their God. Once again, as we hear this loud voice from heaven, we do not know its source. We do not know if it's an angel, or if it's the Lord God, or if it's the Lord Jesus Christ, one of the beasts. We do not know. But what we hear the voice saying is Behold, look, pay attention. The tabernacle of God is with men. The word tabernacle literally means the dwelling place. And so what we're told is, the new Jerusalem descends out of heaven, it represents the dwelling place of God, the tabernacle of God, and it is with men. We need to understand. God always wants to dwell with his people. He wants to be surrounded by his people. He desires to be in our presence and have us in his. We're told he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. Over and over again in this small little verse, verse 3, we're told of God's presence with these people. In Second Corinthians chapter 6, in the passage that talks about not being yoked with unbelievers, we're told in verse 16, and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. We as believers are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, I will walk among them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Then we're encouraged in verse 17, Therefore, come out from among them, come out from among the world, and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Even earlier in the New Testament, we're told of God's desire to be in and among his people, and for his people to be pure and holy as he is holy. And we are challenged to come out from the world and to be separate, like we one day will be perfectly out of the world and separate in the eternal kingdom of God. So many times in the New Testament, we are challenged to begin living by faith as though the new kingdom has already come. We do so anticipating the promises of God being ultimately fulfilled in our future. So John sees the new heaven and the new earth. He sees the new Jerusalem, the holy city of God, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. God will dwell with his people. He himself will be with them. And then in verse 4 we are told, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. God, our Creator, our Sustainer, our Savior and Redeemer, He Himself will wipe the tears from our eyes. He will eliminate death. There certainly will not be a need for death, because sin has been dealt with, we have been redeemed, and we will be with Christ for all eternity. And in this new heaven, on this new earth, no more death, sorrow, or crying, or pain. With the old heaven and the old earth, these former things Have passed away. They will no longer exist. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord for Christ's complete and total victory over sin and all of its consequences. The knowledge of these things should encourage us to live life loving, faithful, and devoted to good works. We need to embrace the kingdom of God that is within us and that one day will be around us as well. My Heavenly Father, I thank you for your desire to dwell with your people, to be in and among us, to comfort us and encourage us, to enjoy our worship in person. I look forward to this communal experience in heaven where all of us are one, just as you and the Son are one. Father, Jesus prayed for this, He died on the cross for this, and I look forward to its reality. Until that time, Father, I pray that the body of Christ would be encouraged and strengthened to live holy and righteous and pure, to be steadfast and immovable as we await these things. Give us the boldness and the strength to continue to testify verbally and visibly to the gospel of Jesus Christ and your saving grace, to warn all who will listen, of the impending judgment against sin, so that they too might be saved and enter into your glorious kingdom. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and he will draw near to us.